It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gluten-Free Voice. This is Jules. Hello, Jessica. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thanks. Um, It's been a couple weeks since we've talked to you, and I know you and I have chatted a little bit, but I wanted to catch up with where you are in this journey. For those of you who have not heard the previous podcast with Jessica, this is basically an audio diary that we are putting together for those of you who are going to you know, start this process of going gluten-free or are already on the journey, there's so many people around the country and around the world, really, who are making this journey almost alone. You know, they're not living in a, a rural, I mean, in an urban area, or they're not living with um, a great celiac center in their backyard. Um, have recently been diagnosed, or has a family member who has to eat gluten-free, and they kind of find themselves starting this journey on their own. So. Jessica has been gracious enough to um, walk us through what's been going on in her life because so much of this translates to anyone who is making their transition for themselves or for a family member to gluten-free. Jessica's daughter, for those of you who haven't heard the previous podcast, was diagnosed with celiac disease. And Jessica, was it like five, six weeks ago? Was that when she was diagnosed? Um, I guess it is about about that. It was September 4th is kind of when we got the official. So, yeah, I guess that gives us, yeah, about six weeks. Wow. And and you have just made fantastic progress. One of the fun things talking to you these many weeks has been every time we catch up, all hearing about all the great things that you've made in your kitchen and the experiments that you all have undertaken and, you know, the things that maybe haven't turned out so great that you still ate the results and loved it and, you know, things that have turned out really great for you to have that personal accomplishment to, you know, be cooking something for your family that's healthy and also that you know is going to be good for your daughter. So it's been really fun to hear about your progress. But one of the things that you know, you've done since last time we talked was you scouted out a celiac support group in your area. It wasn't totally close, but you did end up going to a meeting. So maybe you could share a little yes. bit of that with um, with everyone, how you found the group and what happened. Yes. Well, I initially, I mean, pretty much the week she got diagnosed, um, had heard about um, the support groups for kids, the ROC. And yeah, Raising and Our so- Celiac Kids. Yes, and so I was really kind of looking for that. So I kind of went on the website and kind of got to different people and started sort of emailing people, and they were great. There was like a little community. Everyone kind of said, well, I can't help you, but this person can and this person can, and this, and everybody had good little tidbits along the way. So um, <clears throat> there is kind of a – it's not a formal rock group, but it is kind of like a mom's group or 
it, but it's open to anybody. But anyway, the little group, and it was about 45 minutes from our house. So I did spend more time in the car than I did with the other uh, ladies, but it was just so, so worth it. It was really, I've, um, usually when we talk, I'm in a very good place, but I have had a couple of moments where I'm just kind of drained and exhausted and just kind of like down about all of it. And, well, and that's, um, that's very, very natural, yeah. and I'm glad yes. you know that you're that you're admitting that because we would yes. have thought you were superhuman had you not no. had these low points as well. No. But so yeah, did that yes. come out last night at the yes. meeting, or, or what happened so, with that? Well, last week was kind of like a particularly last weekend was a particularly rough one, and I felt like we were kind of having some setbacks. So the fact that this group, which meets monthly, um, was meeting yesterday, this or you know during this week, was just really exactly what I needed. Um, to kind of be with with other people, and they were just tremendously so welcoming and just so nice. And actually, a half of them were people that I had emailed like in that loop when I was trying to connect. They were like, "Oh, you're Jessica. Okay, it's all making sense." So, so it was kind of like coming, you know, home to old friends, really. And Aww. I had just met them. And in fact, when I got home, one of the moms. Um, she had emailed me this long email with all these other suggestions and, you know, specific things to, like, the constipation as we've, you know, talked about everyone has different symptoms and the constipation was one of our main things and she had some ideas about that. She's a doctor. So it was kind of nice to have somebody with the medical knowledge as well as the personal. Her daughter had been diagnosed a couple of years ago. So it was mm-hmm. just so nice to get home and see all this, you know, more information and and support that it kind of went on but it was just a everybody brought a little something to share of course all yeah and, free, did you get and some maybe recipes and things yes well that kind of happens online so i think we will okay. get the recipes that way but um but yeah i had some really delicious cookies and i made a oh, little great experiment too so you know it was just nice to kind of talk and everyone kind of shared their story and um, and it just, it was just so, um, it, I just found it to be very rewarding and, um, kind of boosted me up when I kind good, of good. needed a little extra And I extra know boost. that, yeah, well, everybody does sometimes, um, yeah. and especially going through this kind of thing when you have those setbacks, you have hurdles or where you think maybe, you know, she's gotten contamination and, you know, things like that yeah. that are upsetting, particularly as a yeah. mother of a child with celiac disease, but, you know, um, I think that this particular group does, and it, and I know they have in the past. If they don't do it this year, you know, maybe you could talk to them about about doing it again. But they have a, a Christmas party kind of a thing where they do Christmas cookies and you know crafts and you know, holiday kinds of themed activities for the family um, around the holidays. And I think they also have like a summer picnic kind of a thing. So, you know, it's nice. You know, just as it is nice for you to be with parents of kids with celiac disease, it's good for the kids, too, to get together with other kids who, you know, can't eat the same things that they do. But when you're having an event like that, it's not about that. It's about, you know, the kids playing and having fun, and nobody has to worry about what they're eating. You know, you don't have to ask questions. You just know that everything there is, is, is you know, fine to eat, and it's very liberating. It's the same thing that I'm sure we will talk about in the future as Abigail gets older, sending her to a summer camp perhaps that is a gluten-free summer camp where, you know, you as a parent can relax uh, knowing that she's having a great camp experience and the the kids can relax knowing that they don't have to ask questions about what they're eating and they can hang out with other kids and, you know, kind of share some experiences 
among themselves about what it's like, you know, to be a kid who, you know, maybe feels like they're, you know, called out once in a while in certain circumstances for having a difference and for having things that they can or cannot do. So it's it's really nice to see groups like this and camps like that happening, and, and all of this is stuff that you'll get, you know, more, um, I, I guess, indoctrinated into as time goes by, but I'm so glad you found one early on and it was helpful to you. Um, you alluded to the fact that you had some setbacks last week and, you know, that you've had some things that have made you kind of question what you've been doing with Abigail and whether it's working and things like that. Could you maybe talk about a little bit of that, what's going on with, um, you know, what you're questioning and, and what you've been having having problems with? Yes. Well, the main thing, I, I feel like we're doing really well at home. And as much as, you know, I've converted everything here, we're doing great at home. And we have tried to venture out a little bit and gone to um, out to eat. We actually are a big family that really likes to go out to eat, just ourselves, but with my extended family as well. And so, you know, that's been a big transition for us. So we've kind of ventured out. And it seemed like the times that we ate out of the house um, – Abby would have accidents, and um, and you know, accidents are part of the problem that brought yes. her to the doctor to begin with. Yes. So I, I, and that's kind of where I led was like, well, goodness, we're doing all this stuff, and then it's it's not working. You know, it's not really mm-hmm. solving the problem that we were we were trying to get. So I think that's kind of the road I was going down to. So I did bring that up last night because it, this this group was great because there were. I mean, ever I was the newest one, but but everyone had varied experiences. Some people had only been doing it a year or two, and four and five, and then others, you know, eight or more years. So it was kind of a nice um, group that they they've they've really been where I've been, and some are kind of where I am too. So, but they had experience um, <clears throat> with the same thing, and even some of the places that I that I mentioned, they said, "Oh, yeah, some people have problems with that." So that you know, just well, one reassured me that okay, it's this is all in in the realm of normal. But um, you know, the other thing that a couple of the ladies had suggested was really that we just don't even attempt to eat out for three to six months. Just that mm-hmm. letting her body fully heal, and that it, it's not that we won't be able to go to those places. Because believe me, I was watching those people who were preparing my daughters. They were kind of looking at me strange, too, like, why is she staring at me? You but, were, you know, just some people know you were at a pizza place, right? Yes, yes. And so they were making the a gluten-free one, pizza. Yes, and they are and they are really good. And, you know, the first time I had gone in there, I was shaking and told them, okay, this is what I need to do. You know, I had researched all the precautions, and they said, oh, don't worry, we know, you know, and so, but I guess still my main question was, is is it just sort of different for her body because what we're eating at home and then going out, or is there the cross-contamination, which I mm-hmm. guess is just my biggest fear, even well, though I know they're trying to do the best they can, but... Right. Well, let's let's talk about what happened at the pizza restaurant. This is a, This is a pizza restaurant that serves gluten pizza, and in the past year they have introduced this gluten-free pizza crust. So you went in and ordered the gluten-free pizza crust. So what what happened when that happened? How was it prepared, and what were you able to see? Yes. Yeah. So the the well, the person who took my order wasn't the one who who made it. So she, so she took my order and then said to another one of the workers, "Would you like to make the gluten-free pizzas?" And so she and she was good. Like she took off the gloves that she was wearing. 
and mm-hmm. then went into the back. So they prepare, what they do is they do all their regular pizzas up front, which the kids are thrilled to watch, <laughs> the dough yeah. flipping around. But um, the gluten-free ones they do in the back, which I haven't, I haven't seen the back, but, you know, she said it's safe and the flour isn't, you know, flying around back there. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of watching, and I'm watching for her to come out, and then they, they put it in a deep dish kind of pan. It's not deep dish, mm-hmm. but they put it in a deep dish pan and then put it in. Actually, it's a separate oven from the from the other one. Um, and so, you know, I was But did you really get any toppings or cheese but or sauce on it? But that's the thing. Well, she came out to get the toppings, the sauce they put on in the back. But, okay. um because she didn't get that, but she did come out to get um, some, she, she got vegetable toppings on it. And she came out, and I saw her, you know, grab the toppings, and I'm thinking, like, the toppings bar is right there where they're flipping around the regular pizzas. So if they're concerned about the dough flying around, couldn't the flour then also get on the toppings, the vegetable toppings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, like, one of my big things. And I was just so nervous about it, but I was also sitting there, we were with other friends, and I'm saying this to my friends, I'm very distracted, but I'm like, I just don't know. Like, I just, should I say something? Should I make it? Yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of watching yeah. they're watching me. And then I also didn't know what to do because we've been really cutting out the dairy just because yeah. we had some problems. And I didn't know what, I just said put very light cheese, you know, because I knew mm-hmm. she wanted some cheese. But I didn't know yeah. should I well, bring my I own, should yeah, I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we there's a couple things. <laughs> Yeah, and and these are great questions because this is exactly the same way everyone feels when they go into a restaurant, especially the first time. Like, how awkward, you know, am I willing to feel to really call out the staff on what they're doing, and especially when you're talking about your child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, and and running in at the Y, and you know, (laughs) you don't want to be called the crazy pizza lady. Yeah, well, I mean, I totally get it, but you know, it's good that they're making the pizza in the back away from where the other pizza would be made in the front because you're right, with with a traditional gluten-style pizza, you know, you can toss the pizza in the air and spin it around, and flour then becomes what they call ambient, which means it's, you know, there's flour sort of in the air. And so it's good that they brought the other pizza and prepared it in the back away from the flour that was flying around. The things that you have to be concerned with when there is a pizza place in particular doing something, you know, that's gluten-free, which is why there was such a controversy over Domino's when they started and are still making gluten-free in the same area and using the same utensils and the same pans and the same oven and all that as the gluten-containing pizzas is because when you, for example, take a ladle and you dip it into the pizza sauce and you spread it on the pizza, the ladle is touching the pizza with the pizza sauce, and then you put the ladle back into the pizza sauce. And so if a pizza restaurant were to, for example, um, take that ladle then and then spread the same sauce onto a gluten-free pizza, there's likely to be contamination from the ladle and also from the sauce at that point. And so you definitely want the pizza sauce to be from a separate container with a separate ladle, and that sounds like that's what this place did in the back. So that's good. Check that one off. Now, when it comes to the toppings, again, changing gloves and all of that kind of stuff needs to happen, but also 
if there is exposure to flour in the air in the area where the pizza toppings are, then that is of concern because if they're tossing the pizza around and air lands on top of the sliced mushrooms and those mm-hmm. sliced mushrooms go on a gluten-free pizza, then there's gluten-free flour. I mean, there's gluten flour on top of a gluten-free pizza. So that is a concern. Right. The changing of the gloves is a concern as well. And cheese, too. If they're dipping in the cheese and then they're dipping, you know, right. and putting it on the pizza, they can be touching with the same gloves and things like that. So those are all of concern. Now, with regard to your cheese issue, you know, you and I had talked early on um, with Abigail's particular problems that she was having that had taken you to the doctor to, and when you finally got the diagnosis of celiac disease, you know, I had suggested that she go entirely dairy-free for a while as well. And that's mm-hmm. because, and I think we have talked about it here on the show, but that's because the part of your body that manufactures and creates the lactase enzyme that breaks down the lactose that's in milk and cheese, that that is on the tip of the villi that of the upper intestinal tract. That's the first thing to be affected and destroyed when a person has active celiac disease. It may not be entirely destroyed. There may be patches of your upper intestinal tract that remain intact, or it could be that there's significant damage. That has to be re, um, renewed and has to grow back again, which is part of giving your body time to heal. So, you know, especially if you have overt symptoms like Abigail did, instead of just merely getting a diagnosis, and you didn't even feel bad before, which does happen to some people, those folks, I always recommend go dairy-free initially as well and give your body time to totally heal. And then when it has healed, you can gradually reintroduce the dairy. But you're never going to know if the problems you're still experiencing are because of the dairy or because of the gluten or because you're getting contaminated if you don't take the gluten I mean, and the dairy all the way out and then give your body a chance. So that that's why, for those of you who are listening, we were talking about removing the dairy. Abigail has not been diagnosed with any sort of a, a dairy intolerance at this point, but Jessica has noticed that there have been some, you know, some correlations between her having problems and eating dairy. And so when you're in a situation like this and you go to this pizza place, what I have done personally, because I'm also dairy-free, I, I do have lactose intolerance, I have brought my own shredded dairy cheese. And I've never had a pizza place say, no, I'm not going to put that on your pizza for you. And for this particular restaurant that you've been to um, that we're discussing, I didn't get any toppings on my pizza, but I did give them cheese. And they put that you know, dairy-free cheese on my pizza, and it was fine. So I think you should feel very confident about bringing in your own cheese if you want to do that. And then secondarily, if you want to have toppings on your pizza, I think you should also feel very confident asking them to cut up new toppings for your pizza. I don't think that they will have a problem with that. And what I always tell people is if they do have a problem with that, that kind of tells you how important you aren't to them as a consumer, and then maybe you don't really want to go back there again. Most places are very accommodating, and in most places, if you tell them something like, did you know that if you put the ladle on the gluten pizza and then put the ladle on the gluten-free pizza, you're contaminating my pizza? A lot of people didn't even know that because they haven't had right. the requisite training. And they're happy to know it because they want to keep their patrons safe because they want them to come back. So it all makes right. sense. But you have to figure out the way that you're most comfortable having that conversation. And right. 
sometimes that conversation is really good to have, like at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon when there's no one else in the restaurant. You just go in to talk to the manager and say, look, you know, this is what I'm concerned about. I know we're going to come here tonight. You know, can we? Can you walk me through the process or, you know, that kind of thing. And managers are very happy to do that because they're not busy at that time of day. And if you walk in at 7 o'clock at night and say, can you put a hold on everything? I want to walk through all this stuff. They're not so accommodating, you know, right. um, when they're slammed. So, I mean, does that answer some of your questions about the pizza yeah. restaurant and sort of, you know, I think you should feel good about what you did, but you also had your eyes open and you noticed that there was a potential for some problems there. But honestly, even as she was watching, because she loves to stand at the window too and watch the pizza, and I'm just thinking like, but if the flowers in the air, like should she not, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know for how extreme to be, but I feel like, well, right now. Well, so and that's a great question. I mean, it really is because you know, there's lots of I people. Like I have blog posts. No, I know. Don't don't feel that you need to do that. But I have blog posts <laughs> and articles on my website about you know, should you be using gluten-free cosmetics? Should you be using gluten-free shampoo and soap and things like that? And a lot of people are very confused by that. I'll just tell you when it comes to celiac disease. The only way that that you are causing harm to someone with celiac disease and the only way that her body would be reacting to the gluten with celiac disease if she does not have dermatitis herpetiformis, which she does not have. That's a skin condition that's associated with celiac disease. Her problems are not skin conditions. Her problems are um, gastrointestinal. Um, For that, the only way you can actually you know, engage her immune system and, you know, have it start kicking in the celiac again is for her to eat something with gluten in it. She can put gluten all over her skin and it's not being eaten and her body won't be interpreting it as a toxin because it's not ingested. Now, there are plenty of people... Well, right. Well, I mean, you know, if you're, there's something called baker's asthma, for example, and people who have baking is what they do for a living, and they they work in a bakery, and they're constantly exposed to gluten, you know, in the air, can actually develop asthma-related symptoms because of the wheat gluten and the wheat that's, you know, that they have actually inhaled because it's so much um, inhalation. And I have talked to people with celiac disease who also have been bakers and they've had to retire from that profession in a gluten world because of that, because there's so much in the air. But I don't think, you know, in general, if your daughter is hanging out watching someone, you know, make a gluten pizza once, you know, every so often, I mean, it's not like there's a cloud of of, um, flour in the air. I mean, a little tiny bit here and there is probably not going to cause her any problems. But all that being said, there are plenty of people who find that they have reactions to gluten, you know, in soaps or shampoos or, you know, makeup or things like that. It's not necessarily because they have celiac disease, but it is a very true reaction, and they need to avoid, you know, those types of products. I mean, I have reacted to face or to um, body soap before that was labeled gluten-free and, you know, not tested on animals and, like, free of all this kind of stuff, and I've had reactions to that. You can have a reaction to anything because... You know, everybody's body is different. But don't Mm -hmm. think that you're causing your daughter's celiac to flare up if she, you know, uses shampoo that might have, you know, wheat in it or something like that. If she's not putting it in her mouth, she's fine. Now, (laughs) all that being said, that means you want to make sure that, like, her lip gloss, for example, is gluten-free. 
because Mm -hmm. she is licking her lips, and that would go into her digestive system. So things like that. If she puts her fingers in her mouth all the time, there's lots of people whose kids still suck their thumbs, then, of course, you don't want to have face lotion or hand lotion or hand sanitizer or anything you're putting on your hands that would have gluten in it because that's going in their mouths. So, you know, you just have to understand what your daughter's practices are and think about it that way. But I don't think you should jump to the conclusion you need to put her in a bubble. (laughs) I really don't. I think, you know, (laughs) you're good. stick out even more. (laughs) That's right. She would look a little funny, but um, no, I think, you know, that's, the, having celiac disease, especially when you're, you know, a child and the, and the mother or the father of the child, it's all about, you know, finding that perfect balance. I mean, you've got to. She still, you want her to go to birthday parties. You want her to go to school. You want her to, you know, have her first communion. You want her to be able to do, you know, family parties and to go out to eat. All these types of things. So how do you do that safely? That's what you start with. Instead of well, now she can't do any of these things anymore. It's possible to do all of these things. You just have to figure out a balance that works for you and for your family. And in terms of what your support group said yesterday, I think it's great advice. I think, you know, reaching a a stasis point for her, like getting her to optimum health where she's not having accidents anymore and where she feels good and, you know, she seems to be putting on weight and her, you know, her celiac um, antibodies, you know, the reactions to her, the to the celiac, to the, um, you know, gluten in her diet, you know, that that's all been tested and she's normal again and, you know, she's not eating dairy and you get her healthy, then you gradually start introducing the dairy to see if it causes a problem and you know that that's what the problem is if she does have a problem. You gradually start eating out and then you know if she has a problem it's because of that restaurant or whatever. You're never going to know right now if, you know, there's so many variables floating around. Well, we ate out last night, she had dairy, and then she, you know, you're not going to know which thing was the problem. So, you know, sort of hanging back and you guys are doing great at home, you know, making lots of food at home and eating at home, getting her healthy, not doing the dairy, and then, you know, having her blood tested again to see about her antibody levels, and then you start introducing these other things. And then you'll know if there's a problem what the problem is caused by. I mean, is that something that you feel like your family can do? I mean, can you handle that? Is that going to push you over the edge? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've got to have balance. If you're going to be totally stressed out, there's no point. You know, you've got to be able to figure out a way that it works for your family. No, I think so. And, I mean, I think even when I thought about the dairy, cutting out the dairy, and when I spoke to the nutritionist and everything, I guess I was just thinking, like, oh, for the first month. You know, I guess I wasn't thinking yeah. until she – and so that's why we kind of were, like, working it in a little bit. But but it's funny, even she – like, she's kind of – she is like, well, wait, you didn't put cheese in my lunchbox, right? That was in my sister, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just have to wonder if she's – sort of thinking that way too like maybe it really is making her feel better and she's yeah. making these and she if she's not complaining about it then I guess I shouldn't be so grumpy about it well and when you've made homemade pizzas and things at home and you put the dairy free yeah. cheese on her she ate it just yeah. fine which is yeah. the I mean your and daughter put it on just, with, yeah yeah She's she's yeah. just doing an amazing job, and she's so into yeah. it. And, you know, for she such is. a young she person to be that, like, you know, in touch with the whole thing and excited about I it. Know. And she's so proud when you make cookies. And I mean, so oh, I is. think she's doing great. And so, yeah. you know, you have to embrace that. She likes coconut milk. You know, she doesn't mind at all the fake cheese on her Mm-mm. pizza. So that's nope. what you as the mom has to embrace, right. not her, right? Right. I know, I know. It's always the mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, now you brought a fun treat last night to the Celex support group, and yes. um, you actually brought some over to me. I just put them on Facebook, yes. and they looked oh, so really? yummy. And I wanted you to, to tell folks what you brought over. I think it's really great. Well, um, we made carrot cake whoopie pies that I had Brilliant. seen on this um, this blog that I like. is really fun, and she makes all these fun things, too. And we had seen it on there, and my husband's work was having a pie contest. Uh-huh. And so we, and it was sort of concurrent that I had seen this and told him about that. And he's like, that sounds good. And I said, well, you should make them, you know, for the contest. So... So we had made them, and they were quite delicious and won third place in the contest. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Gluten-free and, whoopie uh, pies, carrot yes. cake, which is brilliant. Yes, it was. And they were delicious and fairly easy. You know, I mean, I'm not the best, you know, baker, but, I mean, I am certainly making stuff that I never thought, you know, I would have made. So, and all this, you know, can be done safe so yeah we definitely are venturing out i thought that was pretty good and they were very delicious and we've been so happy to share them with everyone and the the group last night they were like wait what you've only been doing this for a month or two and you're making these you know whoopie pies so you know it was that's um, great well you should feel very that was a nice encouragement too yes yeah well and your husband should be really encouraged that he his carrot cake whoopie pies which I, i mean i think if i was to enter a pie contest, I wouldn't be thinking about whoopie pies. I think I would be thinking no. about apple yeah. pie or cherry pie or right. pumpkin pie. So, you know, the ones that won were probably more traditional pies, they not were. that they were yes. gluten and not gluten. I think, you yes. know, that's fantastic that his gluten-free whoopie yeah. pies came in third place. That's great. I know. He said he did get a few comments, like, these aren't pies. Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, everyone was thinking, like, whatever. But, I mean, he Well, then it's even better that he scored in third place. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Just for him so, spreading no, that gluten-free fun. love. I know. Well, and that's what I told him. I said the big reveal. I said, oh, did you tell everyone they were gluten-free? Because initially he was like, oh, no one's going to like it, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, 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 it, no one will even know, you know. And, and he told everybody, and everyone was kind of like, oh, hmm, okay. Like they weren't, they weren't like, oh, well, they were good for, you know, but they – they just, it was like, oh, great, you know, fine. So I thought that was, like, good for him, too. Yeah. He, like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's bad or better so or they worse. they won on or, their own know. merits, which they I think did, is even yeah. better. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Fun. Well, no, thank so you we, for your special delivery. I'm very fun. excited. Yes. And really, so you just, you're just doing amazing things, and I think that's why your support group was amazed as well. I mean, you know, so many people at this point are like, okay, I think I might try to make bread. I mean, you've been making bread for a couple of weeks now. Yes, yes. And and trying. have you been having more success with that too? Yes, um, it's getting better. It is definitely getting better. I mean, the the mixes are still, we've liked your mix the best. Um, but I have tried to venture out a little bit and, like, get, you know, recipe or still using the flour. I can't do those six different kinds of flour, but... Um, still using the flour yeah. and kind of mixing it up. But the last batch I made in the bread machine, the girls, they gave it thumbs up, you know. So That's great. So I think it's good. I'm still not, but I'm honestly not a huge, like I'm not a big sandwich bread person anyway. So as long as the kids and my husband like it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been good. I so, But that's fantastic. been fun too. I mean, 
the banana bread and the you know sort of junkier stuff is really what they prefer still. But (laughs) (laughs) I understand completely. And you've been doing a lot of slow cooker recipes, and you've been doing like lots of funky you know, taco kind of things, and, you know, yeah. you've done the tortillas, and I, it's just every time yeah. I talk to you, I'm so impressed, because We haven't you're... had pizza in two weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> we've been, yeah, we've been doing other things, so I was like, Because the first couple of weeks, other... it was pizza this and yeah. pizza that. I know, I know. But no, well, we're going to have to have a pizza party one of these days, where all the kids yeah. get together and make some pizzas, because my kids love to make homemade gluten-free pizza, spreading it out and, and doing all the toppings and everything, so we'll have to have a little party one of these days. Yes. Yeah, it's been good. No, I think I think we're mostly on the right track here. Well, you sound amazing for as Thanks. far as you've come in this length of time. And I know that Abby is feeling better and she's embracing it, and I think your family is doing a wonderful job. So I'm so proud of you for going to the support group and for, you know, just everything that you've been doing and obviously for taking time to share your progress and, and your pitfalls, you know, on, on this audio diary because I think it's so valuable for people. And I've heard from so many people already who are, you know, really, um, you know, excited about your progress, but also and how mm-hmm. it relates to them. Like, oh, I had the same thing happen to me, and it's so nice to know that somebody mm-hmm. else feels the same way. And I think it's it's really, you know, an af- affirmation of progress for them to be able to listen to where you are as well. So thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy life, mom of three, and obviously baking constantly, it seems like. Yes. So thank you so much for taking time um, to share with us. And cannot wait to catch up with you again and find out all of the latest. But have fun baking and have fun um, yeah, booing people, sharing your gluten-free yes. treats and, and leaving them on people's front doors like we've been doing the last several days. They're those loving gluten-free it. Rice Krispie cookies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's but that's what it's all about is getting everybody engaged and excited about it, and I think you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, take care and can't wait to see what the latest thing is um, that gets deposited on my doorstep. <laughs> I'm yes. loving it, but thank Me you too. so much. All right, take <laughs> Thanks, care. Thanks, Jules. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.